0: There's no denying that the world's getting madder and that the conspiracy practitioners who are now running our lives are becoming increasingly arrogant and the zombies are becoming even more stupid. Twice recently I've visited shops which had notices outside telling shoppers that they could only enter the store when someone left. In both cases there were queues outside even though the stores were empty. That's happened before. Recent events show that the enemy, the conspirators, no longer care about making things look good or about disguising their lies and deceits. Anyone, anywhere in the world, who trusts politicians, advisers, or mainstream journalists is certifiably insane. A UK MP recently said that important people should be exempt from the COVID rules. Days later, Boris Johnson released a list of people who are exempt from self-isolating when they arrive from abroad. Officials attending the football are exempt from the rules that affect the rest of us. The fussy little coronavirus obviously doesn't affect them. This isn't new, of course. Hedge fund bosses and some BBC staff have been able to travel fairly freely, for many months. Despite promising that there would be no vaccine passports and that the unvaccinated would not be treated as second-class citizens, that's exactly what's happening. It may be in breach of discrimination laws, but the conspirators don't care. Numerous big companies are demanding that their staff tell them whether or not they've been vaccinated. So much for medical confidentiality and it becomes increasingly clear that those who aren't vaccinated won't be able to travel or work. Nor do the enemy care that the evidence shows that the vaccinated are dying from COVID-19, even after two jabs of the experimental, not properly approved jab. No one in government anywhere seems to give a damn that the death rate from the jab is rising rapidly, with thousands dying after being jabbed, and hundreds of thousands seriously and permanently injured. The thousands of deaths are all dismissed as rare or just another coincidence. Effective remedies for the coronavirus are regularly dismissed or demonised. Check out the regularly updated death and injury details on my websites. Those of us telling the truth are silenced and our lives destroyed in every conceivable way. Governments and media organisations are still shamelessly claiming that the COVID-19 jabs are safe and effective. They're safe and effective, and the way that having sex standing up is a safe and effective way of avoiding conception. They also suppress my videos, making them ever more difficult to find. Since I made my video entitled, Lies on the BBC Will Result in Children Dying, my videos have become curiously doubly difficult to find. Telling the truth about COVID-19 jabs is not popular. Evidence mounts of government ministers illegally giving contracts to colleagues and chums. No one cares. Nothing happens except that bad guys get richer. In my recent video about masks, entitled Many mask-wearers will be dead or demented in ten years, currently being well-suppressed on the internet, I quoted someone called Susan Michie, who isn't a medical doctor, but who is an important advisor to the British government, and a director of a centre for behaviour change. Comrade Mitchie said that we should wear masks forever and stick to social distancing, and I wouldn't be surprised if she gets her way. As I have been warning for over a year, none of it's ever going to go away because none of it has anything to do with bugs or infections. This is all about control. No one seems to care that Mitchie, who is a senior advisor to the British government, is a communist and a member of the Communist Party, can you imagine the fuss? If a government adviser were a member of the BNP, the BBC and The Guardian would implode. What the devil is Boris Johnson doing with an avowed communist as a senior advisor? We shouldn't be surprised. It's pure Agenda 21, of course. Left-wing horrors are at the centre of government and most public bodies, and it's much the same in America and elsewhere. Incidentally, if you can't find my latest video pointing out how and why mask wearers will be dead or demented in a decade, go to vernoncolman.org where you can read the transcript. In the UK, the poor are being deliberately targeted by the government and local authorities. Many councils are introducing new regulations, making it incredibly expensive for the owners of older cars to enter their cities. Road closures put up costs for delivery drivers, Drivers who are struggling with old petrol and diesel cars will be forced to buy expensive electric cars which have been proven to be less energy efficient than petrol and diesel cars and which will require vast amounts of electricity that soon won't be available. The bad people are spending 2.3 million pounds at St Paul's on a Covid memorial. Why? It's just a crude cynical stunt to increase fear about the over-promoted flu. What about a memorial for all the old people who, a year ago, were being murdered in their care homes? Don't they matter? Everywhere you look, there's wickedness and lunacy. The government in the UK says that employees will be given a legal right to work from home in the future. But employers can't be forced to allow them. So that'll be fun for the lawyers during the last 18 months we've been subjected to a massive number of absurdly inaccurate predictions from imperial college and the hapless ferguson i'm pleased to say that my predictions made in nearly 250 videos and hundreds of website articles have been consistently accurate they're all still there if you want to check so here are some more predictions number one Despite the available evidence proving that the jabs will kill and cause serious health problems, I fear that children in the UK are going to be injected with the toxic experimental substances which will make many of them ill. Pfizer say their jab is safe for children and it's been approved for 12-year-olds. So the fact-checkers on the BBC also say it's safe. Teachers around the world want children to be jabbed. What the hell it's got to do with them is beyond me. They surely can't all be homicidal maniacs. And children will be given the right to decide whether they're jabbed. No one cares about informed consent. Anyone who jabs a child with this gunk will eventually be arrested and jailed as a criminal. You may remember that the BBC further betrayed the British people by by broadcasting a disgraceful video by an American called Devi Shridhar, who, like most of the people advising governments on health matters, is not a medical doctor. Ms Shridhar assured children that the jab is 100% safe. No pharmaceutical product has ever been made which is 100% safe. Was this an error resulting from appalling ignorance, or was the error deliberate? I can't think of a third explanation. The BBC, having betrayed the people, published a mealy-mouthed correction without mentioning Shridhar, who is unbelievably, disgracefully and, indefense- and indefensibly apparently still an advisor on Covid-19 to the Scottish Government. How the devil can that be? Does Sturgeon know she's receiving advice on Covid-19 from this woman, who's praised the Gates Foundation and has worked with Chelsea Clinton? Why didn't the so-called fact-checkers attack the BBC? Shridhar should have been damned by every journalist in the world. As far as I can see, she got away with it. How many children will die because of the little video the BBC broadcast? A hundred? A thousand? How many people did Dr Shipman kill? Incidentally, I challenge the BBC to produce the name of a single expert they've used who do not, does not have links to the drug industry or to Gates or to government and who is not, therefore, open to accusations of prejudice. The BBC is, quite rightly, more hated than at any time in history. No one should pay the BBC licence fee. Avoid it legally, of course, but don't give them a penny. They like that pathetic downmarket tabloid rag The Guardian, have financial links with the Gates Foundation. Astonishingly, a woman who helped create one of the jabs was given a standing ovation at Wimbledon. No one associated with the design or production or sale or prescription of these experimental jabs deserves anything but our contempt, saying that's probably illegal too. And why are they allowing all those people into Wimbledon? 30 people at a wedding, but whole crowds of people at Wimbledon. How many children will die as a result of being jabbed with a toxin that doesn't do what most people think it does to protect them against the danger, which is almost certainly no more of a threat than lightning for children? You can see them preparing for the jabbing. More pupils sent home as Covid disruption soars, was one headline. It's so easy to fix these figures. You just mess around with a PCR test. No one cares that it's been shown that a strong immune response is what protects young people from COVID-19. That's science, they don't want that. Prediction number two is that the pressure on the unvaccinated will mount dramatically. Public Health England has already said that restrictions are more likely to end if 70% of adults have been jabbed. In Wales, the government's advisers say that the fig- figure is 80%. So maybe the coronav- coronavirus is different in Wales or maybe the advisors are just making stuff up The media will be persuaded to demonise all those wise enough to reject an experimental and unnecessary vaccine. The First Minister in Wales has said that restrictions and vaccinations would be required for the foreseeable future. No one seems to bother that it's the vaccinated who should perhaps avoid aeroplanes and strenuous exercise and probably need vitamin D supplements. The unvaccinated should perhaps avoid aeroplanes which are being piloted by pilots who have been vaccinated. Passengers should take a parachute with them if they do get on a plane. Prediction number three, the number of deaths in 2020 was lower than in a number of previous years, especially when you realise that the population has risen dramatically. The figures are all on my websites. But the number of deaths will rise in 2021 and 2022 because of people dying of health problems which have not been treated. There are now estimated to be 12 million people waiting hospital treatment in the UK. That's one in five of the population approximately. Many of those will die unnecessarily because the NHS has committed suicide and is now merely a pointless bureaucracy. The daily test Death toll from cancer is usually 450. It'll soon be far more than that. The lockdowns and other wicked nonsenses will result in well well over a million extra and early deaths from cancer and heart disease in the UK alone. People in the UK wanting dental treatment are being told they have to wait three years to see an NHS dentist. And of course, statistics from around the world, as reported on 21stCenturyWire.com, show that the weekly deaths in many countries have climbed after vaccinations all coincidences of course as i've said before the only pandemic in this world at the moment is the pandemic of coincidence two bbc presenters who'd been vaccinated died after a short illness is that now the synonym for vaccine deaths prediction number four flu is going to come back big time in the autumn and the winter they'll blame us for not social distancing. They'll say that COVID is coming back and that new variations are responsible, but the increase in flu deaths will be inevitable. Natural immunity has more or less gone. Masks, lockdowns, social distancing and jabs have destroyed it, and pathogenic priming will mean many deaths among the vaccinated. It will be a reason to insist on permanent masks, social distancing and other rules. They were never never going to allow there to be a permanent end to any of these things. This is a long-term programme of control, forcing us into eternal servitude and damnation. The commie woman's advice will be followed. I fear that they will bring in tougher laws to control those who do not or cannot wear a mask. Hospitals in some parts of the country are already breaking the law by insisting that visitors wear masks, even if they are exempt. Prediction number five. I've been warning for many months of a massive rise in inflation and it's coming. Printing money was bound to create massive national debts. An unofficial currency devaluation is inevitable. Bankruptcies are going to increase massively. Even the Bank of England has finally admitted that it expects a surge in inflation. Inflation will be welcomed by politicians because it will further damage individuals and small businesses and boost the power of the state. There's a wide misunderstanding about inflation. Here's an example of just how it, what it means. In 1931, you could rent a house in the English countryside which had... Five reception rooms, 17 bedrooms, six bathrooms, a garage, four cottages, gardens, a lake stocked with trout and 1,650 acres of land. You could rent that for £375 a year. That's inflation. Inflation in the UK in the 1970s hit 27% and it was a steal if you could borrow money at 15%. How many people could pay their mortgage if it was 20% today? Unemployment will soar when the crazy furlough schemes come to an end. Nearly 10% of pubs and restaurants have already closed. I reckon that'll be nearly 50% by Christmas, maybe more. Prediction number six, I wouldn't be surprised if there are unexpected collapses and deaths among athletes in Tokyo's last year's Olympics due to take place this summer. The head of the British Olympic Association says that the organisation's still struggling to persuade some athletes... To take the experimental jab he says with apparent surprise that there are individuals who didn't want to be vaccinated we're trying to convince them it's the right thing to do i hope the organization doesn't get sued if vaccinated athletes fall ill or worse the football organizers have been lucky so far i'll be surprised if the olympics go by without a death or two among the vaccinated prediction number seven in the United States there are still millions who are refusing to be vaccinated and so there's a talk of self-disseminating vaccines. These will spread from the vaccinated to the unvaccinated. No one in government cares that this is a breach of national and international laws. These so-called vaccines have been available since 2018 and they're promoted as a way to spread a vaccine through the community without bothering to jab each individual. The enemy don't care about the law. They don't care about ethics. Reportedly, these spreading jabs have been supported by the Gates Foundation. Meanwhile, we struggle with the questions. If you change the natural genetic composition of a potato, is it a potato? If you change the natural genetic composition of a pig, is it a pig? If you change the natural genetic composition of a human being, is it still a human? How long before altered humans are patented in the way that Monsanto patents seeds that have been used for hundreds of years? Those of us who value our souls and our identity should avoid the vaccinated. The Z in Generation Z stands for zombie. Prediction number eight. Oil prices are going to soar. The mad global warming cultists have pressured oil companies to stop hunting for oil and so supplies will run low. Hardly anyone really believes in the myth of global warming except people with their brains in the wrong way round and upside down but the cultists want us to stop using oil gas and coal completely daft solutions like windmills and solar power which will provide enough electricity to power the twitter and facebook accounts of extinction rebellion nevertheless governments everywhere controlled by our enemies have adopted the lunacy There are only two possibilities. Either billions will die of starvation and cold, or fossil fuel consumption will increase and fossil fuels will become rarer and more expensive. In the long term, the former is inevitable. In the short term, the latter is inevitable. Incidentally, I see that one group of lunatic greens claim that there'll be an extra 2,500 deaths a year in the UK from the heat by 2050. They obviously don't realise that 60,000 people a year die of the cold in the UK. If the temperature were to rise a little, that number could be halved. So a higher temperature, if it were to happen, might kill 2,500 a year, but it would save 30,000 a year. Prediction number nine there are going to be massive deliberately engineered food shortages i w- warned about this last summer and autumn and it's already happened in africa and asia where millions have died of starvation black lives matter campaigners don't seem to have noticed or don't care food prices is a rocket food prices is prices are rocketing and will continue to rocket the food shortages will hit america and europe and australasia soon the coming Global famine will make all previous famines pale by comparison. There are massive food shortages in North Korea at the moment. Check it all out. And by the way, old-fashioned farms are finished. Jeremy Clarkson, now a farmer, should perhaps sell his farm quickly if he doesn't want to lose a fortune. Billions are being poured into laboratories making food. Gates and others have investments in lab-created food. Farms, agricultural workers, tractor makers and so on have no future. The weather this year will continue to be poor except for the G7 funsters who were in Cornwall. The enemy want bad weather to destroy farming and to keep us miserable and low in vitamin D. They can blame the cold weather on global warming. The rain will destroy crops and home gardening. People can't travel to warmer climates so they'll have miserable holidays in the cold and wet. They'll be ever more keen to take as many jabs as they're offered. Global warming or global getting colder is, the only, is only real in that it's being deliberately created by the self-appointed elite. Prediction number 10. Whether or not they're jabbed, children are going to suffer massively. Once again, this isn't a new prediction. It's something I said would happen over a year ago. It's estimated that 90,000 children will start secondary school unable to read or write. It's reckoned that 200,000 children are now mentally ill. I believe those are massive underestimates. You can add a naught to each figure and it will still be too low. These children will never ever recover. They have been destroyed by lockdowns, social distancing and masks that have all been proven not to work. Just check out my websites and videos for the evidence politicians don't give a damn scientific advisers don't give a damn teachers certainly don't give a damn and too many parents don't give a damn either this is a war between the informed and the ignorant the courageous and the cowardly the dignified and the undignified the respectful and the disrespectful unless we win this war we're all going to die except for the evil elite Statism as practiced by the supporters of Agenda 21 is the worst form of violence there is, because it's the police and the army directed by the government against the people. Everything our governments have done have been deliberate. They've used fear to force citizens to do illogical and stupid things. I'm quite serious when I say that the British would have been better off with drug lord Pablo Escobar as their leader and the Americans too. Still our enemies have Gates, Blair and Schwab on their side and we have God on our side. Thank you for watching an old man in a chair. Please subscribe to my channel on Brand YouTube and share my videos on other platforms such as Bitshoot. Many thanks to those who do share my videos and help spread the truth. Please do translations too and put on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks, as always, to Mohammed Burton Brand YouTube for providing the platform. For the record, this channel has not been monetised. None of my videos ever has been, never will be. There are no ads, no sponsors, and no requests for funds. Don't forget to watch my friend Dr Colin Barron's amazing videos, which are always pertinent and entertaining. Read the Light Paper at thelightpaper.co.uk. Visit 20thCenturyWire.com and look at UK Column. Please visit my website vernoncolman.org and vernoncolman.com. Finally, please remember, although it may feel like it at times, you are not alone. More and more people are waking up and once they've woken they don't go back to sleep. If we're going to win this war then we have to fight hard and with determination and with passion and with the facts. Distrust the government, avoid mass media, and fight the lies. And thank you for watching An Old Man in a Chair.